Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got you, sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. Welcome to the Hot Mess Goddess podcast. We have our beautiful Sharon Tudor-Smith today, who's a dear, dear friend of mine, an artist living her dream, I would have to say, on the northern coast of New South Wales. It's just such a pleasure to have you here. Welcome, Shaz. Oh, thank you, Sally. So beautiful to be here. I've been wanting to get you on for a little while because we have so many different healers and experts in all these different realms. And what I love about what you do, like you actually got me to draw something and I thought <laughs> I couldn't draw at all. So yeah, you have a, a natural gift at helping others to bring out their inner creativity. And I love that. Oh, thank you. That's so nice to hear. And I loved what we did together too. It was just a short little lesson, wasn't it? But you found it, you know, really moved. It you was. Inside. Hmm. It was so fun because it was on a call, like a women's circle call with, I think there might've been about eight of us on there. And yep. you took us through this beautiful process of drawing our spirit animal. So it was not just about picking up a pen and drawing. It was really connecting inwards. There was a lot more to it than just drawing. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, I think there always is when you really lose yourself in that lovely space that becomes a little bit meditative when you start to draw or paint or anything creative and sort of have that opportunity to turn your mind off and just enjoy that creativity. You know, it's lovely. Oh, for sure. It was a really eye-opening experience for me. So talk to me about how you wound up where you did, how you actually <laughs> said yes to becoming an artist as an actual profession, because so many of us that have that creative side think we mm. need a real job as well. So yeah, tell me about it. Sure. I started uh, as a 13-year-old, um, having an older sister, seven years older, who was a really good artist and constantly teaching me things. And I just remember even at that really young age going, hey, this is something I can do. And I enjoy. And so I kept always being creative. Then when I went to leave school, I really wanted to do art. The day we left school, my girlfriend and I, she said, come and do this art course with me. So we caught the bus in and, and enrolled in a fine art course. And then I went home and went, hey, mum, guess what? I enrolled in this art course. And she went, oh, no, no, you can't do that. You'll never make a living as an artist. That's ridiculous. I've enrolled you in secretarial school. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was only 16. So I did, of course, what my mum said and didn't do that art course. And then about 20 years later, I did the exact same course at the same college. It was ridiculous. Like, it was hilarious. It was no, a, um, you didn't. Yeah, I did the same course. It was the same enrolment, everything, same place. So I ended up doing it anyway. But jumping in between that timeline, when I did leave school, eventually I realised I was a really crap secretary. <laughs> 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 and realize uh, my sister was also doing sign writing and I thought oh sign writing that is so creative maybe I can you know really find my creativity in being a sign writer and I did so for 35 years then I was like a ticket writer which doesn't exist anymore ticket writing is a bit like sign writing it's very similar and I ran a business for all that time as a sign writer and ticket writer and 
had a couple of partners. And so I was always creating every day. And then when I, you know, had kids and then realized I could go off to art school, it was fantastic because I did actually have a lot of skills from that career. It served me well. And I don't regret not having done that course, but I often wonder, I wonder what would have happened if I had have done that art school at that early age. So I would never say to a young person, don't do art school, you'll never make money because I think it's the opposite. So I've actually been a full-time artist for the last roughly 10 years. I have always done art in amongst all that 35 years, but really just gone, no, this is it. This, I make more money from this than I do sign writing. I love it more. And so that's what I was really committed to. Yeah. And so you do pieces on consignment now. And like I, I love watching the background whenever we're on a video call. I love watching the background images change <laughs> as, as you're the painting mess. in the background. Yeah, it's fabulous. <laughs> yeah, I've got just a, like a, a double garage I work from, which is wonderful from home. It's not easy. I can't say being an artist is the most easy. It's very, it can sound really glamorous, but it's just like any other job. It's a lot of hard work. You have to stay motivated. You have to self-promote. And there's so many avenues you can go down. You could get a gallery who kind of sponsors you. You could get an agent. At this point, I'm just having exhibitions and then working towards that and having that and then another exhibition. And hopefully that's what I'm, I'm sort of pushing that to sort of build my profile to hopefully get to a where a gallery will go, I want to represent you, Sharon. And I'm like, yeah, that would be so good. We'd just take all that load off having to self-promote all the time because it's so many hats you have to wear. Yeah, I think with any business, isn't it? I love being creative. I don't enjoy promoting myself, even though I promote others for a living almost. It's, mm. it's a really strange thing when you have to do it for yourself. Totally. It's not always easy. The creation side is, the business side isn't. I was going to say like all that time of being a songwriter, it's like, like you were just saying, I was always promoting everyone else. Always, oh, you could, you could, I'll make this sign for you or do this graphic art for you and it will all help you. So it was such a transition to have to turn that around and face myself and go, okay, I'm the client this time. I have to promote myself and it becomes a little bit of a block sometimes because I get stuck doing that and then I don't get the art made. Yeah. So yeah, you really have to keep that balance. But I guess that happens everywhere in life, doesn't it? You just have to have a balance of everything to make it work properly. Yeah, and I think too, what I've been using a mantra this year, which is everything happens with ease and flow because I, like I used to think everything used to be hard. Mm. And the more I actually say that, the more I embody it and the more it actually mm. just becomes my truth. Yes. yes. So I've been doing that, especially around business, because like you, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, all this is so hard. Mm. And so that mantra has been really helpful. And I haven't completely embodied it yet, but definitely a lot more than I had at the start of the year. That's for sure. I love that. Say it again. Oh, everything happens with ease and flow. Yeah, I like that. Like, and it can change depending on the task I'm doing, but it always involves ease and flow. Yes, that's awesome. I've been using one that is, I don't know how this is going to work, but something inside me does know. Oh, love that one. Uh, yeah, because at the moment I'm painting towards an exhibition in February in Lennox Head. So it's 12 pieces. I've sort of really put the workload on myself there because... I work really big. My silver pieces are about two metres wide. And I just started to get a bit panicky and stuck because I worked four days on one painting and went, I don't like it. And I painted over it and started again. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was like, oh, you know, why am I doing this to myself? But then I heard that and I thought, you know what? I've just got to trust myself that the work's going to come out. And it's almost that like that. If it's not 100% perfect, that's fine too, because that's only my own perfectionism coming out. As long as I'm 80% happy with it. And your own interpretation of what the art piece, like everyone's perspective, everyone's going to see that through a totally different lens. Totally. Someone will love it. Someone won't so much. It'll be the absolute perfect piece for that one person. Exactly. You can never tell. It's quite fickle, the art world, (laughs) for that reason. Yeah. It's the same as a piece of poetry, though. Like I I go into self-judgment a lot with it. And then someone else will say, wow, that just touched my heart so deeply. And someone else will go, nah, it was all right. You know, yeah. I've read better of yours. Yes. And it's, it's just the way it is. You have to kind of let go of. Preciousness. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess like a songwriter always trying to aim for that number one hit mm. when they've got other beautiful songs that may not be that number one hit that will touch someone's heart really deeply. Yes. And it's funny, even the pieces that I've done that I absolutely love. Can I swear on this podcast? Yes, of course. Um, my other ones that I go, I use the fuck it method because I go, oh, fuck it. Who cares? I'll just give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> and they're my favorite ones because I haven't been stuck in my head. You know, I've just, just gone for it and let it flow. Like getting into that flow, that's what really is the ma- where the magic happens. And that should be our mantra for life itself, isn't it? We make life itself too hard sometimes and we should just be like, fuck it, I'll give it a go Yeah, in everything that we do. Yeah, for sure. And it would just change so much for so many of us that make things around us difficult. Yep. (laughs) I I highly highly recommend the fuck it method. That's just become my new mantra. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be. Actually, when I was drinking a lot, but not in the same way. <laughs> when, I, when I was drinking a lot and I was a bit of a wild teen, it was like, oh, fuck it. That was just what my favorite saying. Yes. Everyone would go, are you mad? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm going to adopt it, but in a more evolved way, I think. Yes, more cultured. We're very cultured, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you crack me up, Shaz. <laughs> I think just a more, um, in a more heart-centered way. I was doing it in a very self-destructive way previously, that term. Now it's coming from that space of self-love, which we were talking about just before we actually started recording, because when you help others express themselves through their art, you mentioned that self-love comes into it, and I hadn't considered that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think many people, I don't know how many people say to me, oh, my you know, oh, I used to do art at school. I loved it. I was so good at it, but I haven't picked up a brush ever since then. Or, oh my God, I can't draw a stick figure or a straight line, all these. That's what I said to you. Yeah, you did actually say it to, to me, Sal. But I think that's the same, like, it's just that social limited belief that's coming through that we lose it a little bit when the kids, you don't have it. You know, you just draw, you got paint everywhere, you just scribble. And they're amazing. And I think we just have to let ourselves do that and not allow that preciousness to rule out that creativity that can come from deep within because it's so, creativity is such a beautiful part of ourselves. It really is. It's part of who we are. Yeah, even if we think we're not creative, we're not all going to be, I guess, best-selling artists. We may as well go back there like no. with the songs, but uh, we yeah. can all create some beautiful things. I remember surprising myself as a kid. I didn't trace something, but I looked at something and was 
copying it mm. and it was stunning and I remember wow. thinking wow I actually did that and yeah. I wasn't able to repeat it it was a calendar so I only did one great picture on the calendar and all the other months were left blank or scribbles or <laughs> but I knew it was in there and I knew I was capable yeah. and I had never done it again until we did that spirit animal exercise with you and I tapped into what my spirit I'd never even thought about what my spirit animal was and yeah. I was able to tap into that and you got us thinking about all sorts of things not just the animal do you want to talk us through that yeah sure it actually came to me while I was journaling that little lesson so you write down what your spirit animal is and you give it one word that relates to it so for mine, like I was the dragonfly was my spirit animal and I think about love and then you think of a shape that relates to your relationship and then a word that relates to that shape. So mine was a circle and I thought of connection and then you think of a colour, mine was blue and a word that went with that was eternal and then the last one is a texture so, or an energy or something that you just personally relate to your spirit animal with that and you give that a word as well. So they end up with four words that are feeling words and a shape, a colour, an animal and a texture. And then you just start, you do the spirit animal in the middle and you use a thing called contour line drawing where you just sort of put your pen on the page and you don't lift it. You just feel and you just keep moving and moving the pencil until you end up with what is in your mind, the shape of that animal. And so it's come through from your heart, from that flow. And then you put it inside the shape that you'd written and then you put a square around it. This is You can do so many variations on this. This is just what we did. And then you place those words around that. So you've ended up with almost a, a mandala. It's just a bit of a guide really for you to follow so that you actually do something more of a helping yeah. hand really but you could you know do it there's no wrong or right of course just a little things like little exercises like that will go oh I might try that because you don't have to think too hard about it it's like you've got a little bit of guidance to follow yeah no it was it was really helpful and I created something that I never even imagined I would come up with and it didn't you know I might have misinterpreted little bits here and there and so it was too big for my page and I had to squash some yes. of the words in and you know little things like that but it was just yeah. fabulous yeah that's great so do you teach others much now or focusing more on your own art yeah I used to teach a fair bit I've taught a lot over the years because I'm doing the exhibition work at the moment, I'm just doing one or two classes a month and I keep it to about six people. So it's quite personal. Sometimes I give you a subject and then you can make like, like nature. Let's all work on a piece of nature and then everyone does something different. But that way I can kind of rein it in with everyone doing something similar or it depends on the, who's coming. I'll go, okay, everyone, you can do whatever you want to do. I'll just help you. But then as I'm helping each person, you're all learning from each other. Yeah. Because you're hearing it as you're working in the background or I say, okay, everyone, come over, come over. I'm going to do this with, you know, whoever. Um, I think this would really help all of you. How about you all watch this? And so it's just a beautiful process because you're still doing original work and you're doing what is close to your heart. It's a nice way to work. Oh, see, it sounds like the perfect career. So many of us are going, oh, you need a real job, but you seem to have merged what you love into a beautiful career too. So yeah. what did it take as in your inner journey to actually come through and do this? Mm, good question. I think deep down I always knew 
I was a good artist. I hate saying that. Good artist. I sound like I'm a bit up myself, but I'm not. I just always knew you deep are down. A good artist. And see, let's just stop that right here. <laughs> okay. Because I have been on, oh my gosh, I have been doing women's circles with you for a couple of years now, Shaz. Thank you. And I have never heard you speak like that about yourself, ever. <laughs> okay, I'll take it back. Can we cut that bit out? I'm only joking. So. You're always really inspiring, you're encouraging, everything you seem to do comes from that heart-centred space. Mm. And there were a lot of younger women in our group that really looked up to you as well. And you were just such a beautiful role model for the entire space. So let's come from that angle. Okay. Yeah. I look at my work and I can see my real sincerity in it, my true self comes through in the pieces that I end up doing. What gave you that final belief that you didn't need that, what your mum considered a real job, that you were just going to say fuck it and be the artist that you were born to be? I was always selling art with whatever job I was doing. I was always doing a little bit of art. And every time I'd sell a piece, I'd like, oh, wow, I sold a piece of art. I feel really good about myself. And so I started doing more art and just more art. And to the point, I'm like, this is crazy. My art's selling really well. I need to drop everything else and take this seriously and honour myself and set myself up in a way that I can make a living from it. And even with this exhibition coming up, I've because I can't sell anything I could, but it's hard to make extra work as well up until now, till February. So I've just taken on a little part-time job two mornings a week to help me manage that. And it's also a nice balance for me because it's actually quite isolating being an artist because you're by yourself a lot, unless you're working in a shared studio space, which I don't. I tend to be by myself a lot and I really love being with people. So that little balance, again, it comes to balance, having that little job where I'm with a bunch of beautiful women and we have a laugh and yeah. I get my job and I come home, I don't have to think about it and someone pays me a bit of money and I'm like, yoo-hoo, happy days. <laughs> yeah. And then I can come back a bit more fresh to do my artwork. Because you you have a pretty beautiful backyard, let's say. Like you're living in a pretty spectacular part of the country. Yep. Yeah, I've got a lovely view. Does that inspire your art? Like what inspires you? I am a very big I'm big on meditation. I meditate every day. I journal every day. I've put a lot of energy into my self-improvement, really specifically for the last 15 years. Um, I had a marriage breakup and it was at that point, this is 15 years ago, I realized I really had to find who I was. Yeah. And I had to find myself. And so I decided I started, it all started with Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life. That became like a Bible to me. And I would get up every morning, meditate, do yoga, make sure I exercised every morning and use a lot of affirmations and talk to myself, really watch my wording with what I say about uh, myself and about other people and just be accountable for what I was creating in my life. That over the years led me to circle, which was great. And that was another part of it that helped me so much. The journey will just continue on and on and on. That I think of a starting point for that, that would be then. Yeah. I love how you said really mindful of the words because you know how much Mm. I love word frequency. Mm. And I just want that to be a beautiful reminder to you and myself and to anyone listening that as much as 
you have done all of this personal development and I see you show up on calls and just be just so empowered and so supportive. And today we were both talking that because it's an afternoon and we we're both saying, oh, we don't normally do this stuff in the afternoon. And I was yawning and you'd been working and it's easy to drop back into those words that aren't so positive about ourselves. Yeah. So what a beautiful gift what you said before was because it's such a reminder that yes, we're all human, you know, we're not all perfect and we don't all speak high frequency words 24 seven and we don't all think positive thoughts 24 hmm. seven, you know, as long as it's up there, hmm. the positive out far outweighs what the negative things are we say about ourselves and not to say what we feel about ourselves. Sure. It's that's where the real transformation occurs. Yeah. And I think the biggest part of that is that it led me to that real connection to to spirit. That is what I've sort of gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, this is this life is I want it to be spirit led and I want yeah. I want to be a shining light, however that looks. I don't care what it is I'm doing, but if I'm doing something I love and being authentic about it and sharing it. That's what I hope will inspire people to really think about themselves in such a much more beautiful way. And um, I don't know, find that self-love that helps them move forward in their own life with what makes their life light up, their heart light up. Yeah, so true. Because like when you're lit up and, you know, we all want to be that shining light for others. Well, not all of us, but a lot of us that we know want to be that shining light for others. And you can't actually be that unless you're shining from within first and you're truly mm. lit up in what you're doing, even mm. if it isn't 100% of the time. Yeah. I heard a really good, um, actually it was from Blue, who's one of my favorite mentors, and it was on a call with her and she was saying about the energy that we put into things and doing things you love and how important that actually is before you go into any business or project or group thing or even like a dinner party getting everyone all right what is your highest excitement and coming from that place and mm. then she said you know doing the dishes after a dinner party is not my highest excitement at all she said however i love being surrounded by a clean environment and a clean house and it makes me feel good yes being surrounded by that and she said so then when i'm doing the dishes i come from that space i come from the outcome instead of like oh fuck, i have to do the dishes now after everyone's trashed the place yeah it's like oh i'm gonna put on some favorite tunes because i know that doing this is going to bring me to my peace yes and comes from a totally different energy when she's going into that and that makes I love a that. difference it's being present isn't it i guess yeah. And so mm -hmm. we all have to do things, I guess, that we don't necessarily want to do a bit like us with the self promotion and things like that. Mm. But if we go into it, I guess, instead of, oh, fuck, you know, I don't really like this self marketing stuff. That's yeah. one way to go into it, which is what I would normally do. Listening to what Blue said, it's like, okay, so if I can go into this from a different angle, about picturing the hearts that might be lit up or the businesses that might be helped from what I'm doing or yes you know you may be seeing people put this piece like you I think you said once you went into someone's house and you saw your artwork on their wall and how excited they were for it to be there yeah and if you go into the self-promotion with that energy about totally. how much it would light up other people then 
the whole vibration of that task has completely shifted, which is going to shift the outcome. Yeah, I love that. I had a beautiful experience. I, we sold a painting to a lady and it was a half hour drive to get it there. And I just said, it's all right, I'll, we'll drop it off to you. And my partner's was with me. Actually, it was his piece. We'd both sort of worked on it. And we got there and they were the loveliest couple. And when they saw it, they went, we want it, but we want a butterfly on it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they said, because the butterfly represents our adult son who recently died. Whenever we see a butterfly, we think of him. And I said, of course, I'd love to put a butterfly in there. And they said, we just want it hidden in there. We don't really want the butterfly to be the feature. We just So I went home. I actually drove home, did the butterfly, and drove back again the same day. They were in tears when they saw it. And it was just like, wow, how lucky am I to have this experience with these beautiful people and touch their heart in a way I didn't even know was going to happen. Yeah, that was just a lovely part of being an artist. In fact, my favourite part of being an artist is delivering the work and talking to the people and having a hug yeah. and hanging it on the wall and we sit back and have a cup of tea and we have a look and it's like, God, how lucky am I? This is awesome. It's a really nice part of it. Yeah, and I'd never even thought of that. You just imagine an artist being in their studio in creation mode, but to actually personally deliver a lot of your pieces and get to have that human connection that goes with that. Yeah. See, that's why you are the inspiration you are to so many that I know <laughs> because there's just so much more to it. You know, like some people write a song for it to be a hit song and some people yeah. write a song from the heart, two totally different things. Mm. And I love yeah. the way that you bring that connection into it because yeah. for me, that's who you are. You love connection. You love that part of things. Oh, thank you, Sally. That's really nice. Have you got any advice for anyone that wants to, you know, it doesn't have to be painting or drawing or, you know, art, art. Yeah, I do. That wants to bring out their creativity. I sure do. Recently, my daughter and I have been doing the book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. It's an older book. It's been around for ages. It's a 12-week course and you go Sunday to Sunday and there's a bit of reading and then there's tasks. And all the tasks are about really connecting to yourself and helping your creativity to shine however that creativity may look. It encourages you to do three pages of journaling every morning on waking so that your, your mind's more in that meditative space. You sort of empty your mind. It doesn't matter what you write. You could just be writing, I hate doing journaling. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know. Uh, but what you're doing is you're clearing your mind so that you're not constantly thinking all day about these things that you've actually already got on the page. And it encourages you to do to have a self-date every week. So just go out by yourself and do something that you love doing or pamper yourself or whatever and gee I've got a lot out of that course it's been fantastic because it brought home to me that your creativity is just always there within you but it's your self-love that brings out the creativity the whole course isn't anything about art it's about connecting with yourself and so yeah I highly recommend that book it's fantastic the artist's way oh what a great idea so that could be used for writing or anything yeah, well, yeah. she's a screenwriter. She yep. she does. She's a writer and a journalist and all sorts of things. So she talks to anyone. It, it, she keeps it really broad. It's not about just painting because to me, creativity could be how you decorate your house, you know, and how you dress, or 
whatever creativity it's just a beautiful energy inside it's it's not specific to something yeah it's part of your expression isn't it whether it's on a piece of paper whether it's Mm. your hair whether it's the words you speak yeah I love that I think your podcasts are really creative Sally yeah I guess they are because totally. we never know what we're going to do from one moment to the next. Exactly. Definitely nothing planned. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true, Shaz. <laughs> so I embody it without even knowing it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's hilarious. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. They're really creative. You're, Thank you. You're shining a light, aren't you? I, I guess so, yeah. There were many reasons for starting it and part of it was, it, again, self-love to bring me back into that. And because I love, I absolutely love learning. It's one of my mm. biggest passions, learning and growing. And so getting to talk to so many incredible women and men week in, week out is just such a gift. Yes. So it's almost self-indulgent. Like it's but then I get to share that with so many other people. I could just talk to you and keep it to myself. Yeah. And yeah, not share it around, but sharing it's half the fun. Yeah. I'll add to that answer also like one of the best little quotes that came out of that book. It's art. You just do it. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got that. I printed that up and put it on my wall. It's like, stop procrastinating and worrying how it's going to do this and that. Just get in there and paint. That's all you've got to do. Get in there and do the work. That is so true with everything in life, though, isn't it? <laughs> Coming from a lifelong procrastinator about how things should look and what they're going to. I think it through so many. It's the Gemini, maybe mind, but think everything through. And then nothing looks like how I thought it was going to anyway. Or it just doesn't get done at all because I'm still thinking about it. A year later yeah that's perfect say it again art you just do it (laughs) yeah that's my new mantra I've got so many new mantras from you today it's awesome I'm the mantra queen you know what I do I listen to a lot of podcasts I listen to a lot of yours and and a lot of Oprah and stuff like that while I'm working it actually helps me stay focused if it's something I'm enjoying I listen to music too but most of the time I actually listen to podcasts and so as I hear things that really resonate I write them on my wall that I'm working on so my wall is just like this mess (laughs) mess of paint and splatters and affirmations it's hilarious how wonderful we should all have a wall like that in our homes yeah Totally. Just start writing on your walls, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not renting. (laughs) I am renting. And when I leave, I'm going to have to replaster this particular wall because it looks terrible. But I've got a wonderful landlord. He's all right. (laughs) And imagine like the next, imagine if the landlord said, I love that. And what a beautiful thing for the next person that ever moves in to come across and to find. Yeah, no, it is. It's all good. And a colourful wall full of beautiful affirmations. Yeah, why not? Maybe you could make that a creative project, like have a canvas that you write on or a bit of cardboard or something, and every time you have one you love, draw it up and put it on there and put some glitter on there or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a wall of sticky notes and yes. that's quite a creative, colourful little wall of yeah. all these different sticky notes of things. But yeah, I'd love to actually draw on the walls. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, so many good ideas. Mm. Well, 
Shaz, thank you so, so much for your time today. And I know that you did have an online course because I think you were talking about teaching in-person things before. Are you planning on doing one in the coming year? Yes, in the future I will have some online content. My partner does a bit of filming and he's been harassing me for years to do it and we will. (laughs) I've got a website. It's just my name, SharonTudorSmith.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook with art by Sharon Tudor Smith. They're both the same. If anyone needs some advice or help or just wants to mull it over, I'm more than happy to talk to anybody. That's what I was going to say, because I know that if someone was to reach out to you and just ask for advice, you would be more than happy to have a chat. Totally. I know at the end of most podcasts, people are wanting to promote themselves or sell themselves or whatever, but you don't even have a course people can do, but I know that you would want to help people. So feel free to reach out to Shaz. Yeah. She's just beautiful. I've got some going up on a tourist information center over Christmas or over the year, actually, just one a month where you can join in. It's through Ballina Tourist Information Center. I haven't actually posted it yet, but it will be coming up. Oh, fabulous. Thank you so much, Shaz. It's been wonderful to chat. Thank you, Sally. Thank you for asking me. I'm really flattered and I've thoroughly enjoyed our talk. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I knew as much as you're saying, I don't know if I can do this. I've never been on a podcast. (laughs) That's my favorite thing rather than having all these famous people on. There's so many special people in our everyday lives doing special things and inspiring so many others. And Mm. that's what lights me up. Me too. Thank you, Shaz. Thanks, Sally. Thank you so much, as always, to Brian Samuel Audio Editing for the amazing production. And thank you for listening. We'd so appreciate if you would rate, review, subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends. 